0: On this episode of the Fifth Estate podcast, it's a bit of an election uh, aftermath uh, dissection, or whatever it is uh, that you want to call it. So we're having a bit of a chat about the election result, uh, where it is from here, Um, is it the next three years going to be a good thing or bad thing for the country and a whole lot more? So without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, and thank you for joining me here on this uh, election wrap-up episode of the Fifth Estate podcast. My name is Cameron Blewitt. I'm the host of this show, and uh, we're going to have a bit of a rant about all things political. Oh, no, some things political. So, uh, for those who came in late, sadly, it looks like that the Labor government is going to be able to form. uh oh, sorry, the Labor Party is able to form government within their own right. Uh, so it looks like they're going to have the numbers to have an absolute majority rather than rely on the watermelons or some of the other um, potential crossbenchers. So is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, let's talk about the Labor Party being in power for a start in government. Uh, no, I don't think it is a good thing. Uh, it, sadly, I think it was time. Um because it's, yeah, the, the Liberal Party had been in power for too long. They weren't setting themselves uh, as anything different from the Labor Party in opposition. So, yeah, you know, it, it was the thing that they didn't differentiate themselves from the Labor Party. And, you know, I think if they had have, rather than uh, trying to uh, appease to the centre-left uh and things like that the result might not have been as bad as what it was uh so uh but you know i'm sure there'll be other pundits and and all that sort of stuff coming out with their thoughts too now one thing that i did want to say um i don't agree with all the pundits saying it was the women's vote that brought this up because how do they know this is a secret ballot Um, when you get your name marked off the roll, you put your bit of paper in the box, no one knows whether it came from a male or female. Uh, So I think that that's just, um, uh, you know, a bit of BSing. Uh, You know, oh, but they're taking it from exit polls. Well, people can say something different. They could vote Liberal Party and say that they voted against the Liberal Party just because that's a popular thing. Uh, So, yeah, I, I don't think... It is because of um, you know the, the, the perceptions that um, the Liberal Party was an anti-woman party or anything like that. So, yeah, uh, what it does come down to is that they were in power. They were in power while the lockdowns were going on and this is a vote against them. So hopefully we can continue that trend uh, come the November election and boot Supreme Leader Andrews out of office. Now... Going back to what we were talking about, uh, the AEC has uh, the Labour Party with 74 seats. The ABC is saying the Labour Party has 71 and the Liberal Nationals 51, whereas the AEC says 48, 50 and uh, 52 So, um, yeah, though, that being said, they haven't declared. uh, The AEC hasn't declared any seats, so that's likely to happen uh, probably Tuesday. Um, So I think that, that, yeah, I I don't see how Albanese can go and get himself sworn in on Monday when the AEC hasn't declared. Um, Have they finished the vote count? Count progress, there we go. Yeah, I think they've got they've got a lot in uh, for that. So yeah, we'll just I think we'll just have to wait and see. Um, You know, wait and see what they declare. Uh, Now, going back to my seat of Scullin, it's interesting, um, having a look at the first preference vote, uh, Andrew Giles did get 46.4% of the primary vote, though he had a 14% swing against him, uh, which is very concerning for such a safe labour seat, because I think he only started off with a 17% uh, um, majority last year, uh, last time, um, voter turnout, jeez. 68% voter turnout. That's not good. Uh, and um, 5.67% informal votes. Um, 60%. Yeah, it does. It is something that's, that is concerning uh, for the Labor Party. Um, you know, only only looking at, at the vote wise. Um, not talking about uh, anything for the, for the rest of us. Um, you know, I, I think it is a good good idea that the majors are losing their, uh, you know, their, their swings or, or their, their uh, what is it, their majorities. Uh, if we have a look at, where is it, Kuyong, that's one of the ones that Frydenberg uh, came down with or he lost. So if we have a look at it, uh, Frydenberg scored 30,000. Uh, just under 31,000, so 30,936. This is according to the AEC website, uh, primary votes, which is uh, 41.57%. He only had a uh, 7.6 swing against him. Whereas if we have a look at the Labor Party, who only scored 4,000 votes, they had 11% swing against him. The Greens, who also scored um, 4,000, just under 4.5, sorry, Labor Party scored 4,718 uh, for an 11%, 11.18% swing against them. The Watermelons got 4,483 with a fifteen 15%, percent, uh, 15.06% swing against them as well. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, so what else was it? Who else had a swing? UAP had a 028 swing against them. Uh, Pauline Hansen's One Nation Party picked up 0.66%. Uh, AJP at a 0.75% swing against them uh, for that. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, um, sadly, Monique Ryan, uh, the teal independent, looks like she's claimed that seat uh, on the two candidate preferred. So she's got... 54.4% 54.4% of the the vote on the two candidate preferred, which, you know, I, I think that that's wrong. I mean, they should stop um, pushing all that out. Uh, you know, pushing the two candidate preferred. But anyway, that's something we'll have to have a chat to the AEC about uh, later on. Um, maybe get them to change it the way that they do it because they're, uh, you know potentially pushing the misinformation as well he's like well it's a battle between two candidates well no it's not it's a battle between every candidate that's sitting in that seat uh, so yeah now uh, for the Senate in Victoria I don't know man it's it's if you have a look at it, it's a strange result um they haven't updated. The, um, the way the voting is. But if we go and have a look at what uh, ABC says, so if we go to Victoria, now uh, there's a new Labor senator, Linda White, uh, Sarah Henderson, the Liberal, got re-elected. Sadly, Lydia Thorpe for the Greens got re-elected. Yana uh, Stewart for Labor Party got re-elected. Bridget McKenzie for the National Party got re-elected. Uh, and it looks like the United Australia Party is going to pick up a seat. Uh, They're ahead Uh, with uh, 4.3% of the vote. So there's there. And, you know, it looks like the Liberal Democrats, have their votes have just gone, fallen down. Um, If we have a look at that, uh, so far the UAP's got 66,133 votes. Whereas the Liberal Democrats have got thirty seven thousand one hundred sixty four, so the Liberal Democrats are well behind. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, is it? A, is it? A, yeah, obviously, you know, it, it'll be good to have someone that's not from the established parties in the Senate. Uh, so, you know, is is the Liberal Democrat vote did it collapse? Is there was there too many uh, freedom friendly minor parties out there that? Cause the vote to go, or or what happened from there? Uh, we'll just have to wait to see when all the numbers are handed in. Uh, though, if we have a look at it, the world Democrats were in position W on the ballot ticket. Now they've got thirty-seven thousand votes, according to the AEC. Um. Mm. I don't know, man, it's it's just that. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see once once everything comes in and, you know, all, all the seats are cleared and the, the final counts are done and any recounts that need to be done. Uh, so it'll be interesting. So where to from here? Uh, my thoughts are that the, uh, let's call it you know, the, the freedom parties, uh, they need to have a bit more of a broader appeal um push instead of just just focusing on a couple of things like um how they have been uh, it, it needs to be a broader appeal and focus on uh what the you know what people want in general and, and what differentiates that party from, from the other ones i don't think that there was much of that uh going on in this campaign and there were too many choices now as i've said uh in the pre-election episode i really think that these freedom i don't want to call them freedom parties uh, these smaller parties uh should form some sort of uh caucus or something like that where they will distribute resources across an area and just have the best candidate for the spot uh, so you know Find out where, you know, dissect the vote uh, once everything's been handed, um, closed off and all the seats are declared and the counts are over. Just, you know, go through the votes and see which party polled the best in which area. If that party polled the best in that area, then that's where they're going to campaign. Um, For that, I am... But then again, you're running for the Senate, so there's only six senators and, and you've got X amount of parties. So that wouldn't, yeah, no, that probably wouldn't work. That's a bit of, of daydreaming because if you get Liberal Democrats that'll run, you know, in a city or out of city or something like that, but then you get One Nation running regional and, uh, sorry, eastern regional and then you get um, the UAP running western regional, and that's potentially not... No, it still might. It might be enough to get quota uh, for that one. But, yeah, you'd, you'd have to sit down and work out that um, for that. So if you just concentrated those resources in that area for that one candidate, uh, it, it you know it might be enough. But you know, I'd have to sit down and have a look at that. As for the, the lower house, I really think that that's what they need to be doing in the lower house. Have a look at the electorates where the uh, minor parties did school good on the primary vote. And then go from there, just sit down and say, all right, you know, for the electorate of, of, what is it, you know, Cooper or something like that, this is, because that's a, I think Jed Kearney got it, um, retained that seat, so that's a a very safe labour seat there. See how, um, actually, let's have a look. Uh, Results by division... Oh, Jidkini romped at home. Uh, it's a very left-leaning seat. Although she did have uh, so uh, of the primary vote, twenty-nine thousand four hundred sixty-one, which represents forty-one point five nine percent of the electorate. Uh, she did have a five point two seven percent swing against her. The Greens picked up six, just under seven percent. Uh, so, Liberals. So that's a Liberal one because um, they scored good there um, for that. Um, but if you're having a look at, at the other party, so you've got that ran in that seat, actually you only had one. one, oh no, two, United Australian, Pauline Hanson's One Nation. There was a Fusion Party, Animal Justice Party, Victorian Socialists. Uh, the Animal Justice Party we can dismiss as being uh, left-leaning. Uh, so ideally it's probably between one nation and the united australia party um maybe maybe if they had a the consolidated resources you could probably do a bit better um but yeah i don't know i'd have to sit down and have a look at, at all the figures once they've gone uh sorry once they've all been counted and, and everything's been closed um So, yeah, it, it'd be one of those things that would be interesting to see uh, from that. But, hey, you know what? We've got three years to think about it. Um, and, yeah, it, it, something needs to change over the next three years. Um, how did the other states go? Anyway, I won't worry about the other states. Uh, what else? So, now, Liberal Party, I think that they just need to let it fade away, uh, let it fade away into obscurity. Um, become a, a former party, um, a, a, and just leave it at that. Uh, there's I, I don't know if there's any resurrecting the Liberal Party. Uh, okay, so Someric has uh, broken his Twitter holiday. Uh, just looking at that now. So even he's saying that there's a, um, a a good, there was a massive toxic Dan vote. It wasn't even Dan's election. Uh, top 10% working class seats recorded a combined swing of 87.67 compared to nine. Yes, fuck, it was a big swing. Uh, so there. So, you know, it's the thing. So for, for everyone to come out and say, oh, you know, it's a good vote for Labor. Well, oh, mate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, Yeah, it, we'll just have to have to wait and see how that translates. But um, yeah, let the Liberal Party go. Uh, they've you know shown us over the last couple of years that they're not a conservative party. They've tried to swing more to the left. I don't think that there's any uh, bringing the party back. Even if uh, Dutton does become leader, uh, I think that because you. You know, unless he takes a big broom to it all and gets rid of all the crap that allowed the party to go the way that it did, uh, I don't think that there's any saving the party. Um, So, you know, my recommendation uh, for anyone that's a conservative voter or anything like that out there, have a look at one of the the, the new parties because there's bound to be a hope on new parties starting up uh, before the, the state election have a look at that, Uh, have a look at them, resign your Liberal Party membership because they've shown that they really don't give a whoopty about your conservative values or anything like that. Uh, So, yeah, it's just, mate, yeah, just let it go. Um, Let let them just fade away into obscurity like the Democrats did and and everything like that. Um, So, yeah, it's, I don't think there's any saving the Liberal Party. Uh, Labor Party's only going to get worse, um, especially if they have the the absolute majority, to governing their own right rather than a minority government. Uh, it's just going to be sheer incompetence from right from the start. Uh, as Albanese said in the past, uh, first thing Monday, as soon as he's sworn in, he's going to nick off overseas uh, with Penny Wong to some who knows whatever it is. Uh, he might swing by Switzerland on the way back and sign whatever papers that are needed Um over in Davos for the WEF and the um, uh, World Health Assembly. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think things things are going to get worse from here. So, so people start stockpiling everything. Uh, go for canned goods first um, for that because the world's going to go to shit. If you have a look at what's happening in the US, um, I think maybe we're about six or eight months behind the US. Uh, so that's going to be coming now. One thing that is is might save us till probably early next year is uh, Andrews will uh, Andrews Albanese won't have his uh, Senate until after July. Yes, we're in May now, so it's only you know a month and a half or a month and a bit till July, but still. Um, that's July there before he has the the Senate that was voted in. So there's the chance that you know, any legislation that he wants will come after that. So that saves uh, the Fair Work Act at this point in time from the mandated five point something percent increase uh, for the annual wage review. Uh, that'll be election uh, legislation that is ent- uh presented to Parliament. I reckon later on this year or early next year. To change it, whether he does it to influence the Fair Work Commission straight away or whether he has a 12-month lead-in, which means it will take effect in July 24, uh, remains to be seen. Uh, So from July, we've got a couple of months until October when Victorian government goes into caretaker mode and then we can vote Andrews out. Uh, So I think there is still the potential to save the country um you know yes the federal government has a little bit of power with stuff i don't think that they have as much power as they think uh i don't believe they have as much power as they think uh majority of it comes in the step for to, is majority of the power is given to the states so that's what we need to be focusing on uh reclaiming the states uh from that though you know, uh, Morrison left it too late to say that Albanese is going to rule Australia like Andrews has ruled Victoria. Um, if he had a lead with that right from the start and put Albanese into corners to say that no, he wouldn't do it or yes, he would or, or you know, for things like that. Uh, yeah, he should have got down in the dirt. Should have got down in the mud and had a, a good old brawl with him and, and you know, instead of putting... you know, the um um weak campaigns that he did so but anyway uh it's all hindsight now um moving forward that's the only thing that we can do now um we've got a bit of breathing space as i said until july from there i think we're going to see a whole lot of stuff done rapidly um because whether the the senate allows him to just rubber stamp his legislation who knows uh so yeah we'll, we'll just have to wait and see um so, yeah, I, I think that's about it for this one. Um, I will have uh, Robin uh, later on in the week for uh, uh, an election review one. I'm also going to try and get John McBride in uh, to have a bit of a st- discussion on that and all that sort of stuff. So i um, going to try and get um, Damien Richardson to talk about the uh, corruption within the Australian Electoral Commission and how what they've done uh, to um, hinder uh, the the independent vote, um, also because he um, Steve 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 Dixon in Queensland uh, launched something against the AEC uh, with regards to how he was listed on the ballot paper, uh, and I think uh, Morgan Jonas down here in Victoria and Damien Richardson got on board with that. So we'll just have to wait and see how that one goes. I'm um, going to try and get have a chat to them about that issue uh, and, and see where we go from there. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting time. Um, the mainstream media is going to come out with a whole lot of bullshit uh, as they do because the thing that you need to remember or you need to consider is that they're the problem. Uh, they're not part of the solution or anything like that. So anything that they come out with is only going to make the problem worse. It's not going to... Uh, say, oh, you know, um, Morrison had such a protest vote against him from the women because of the comments made by Catherine Deeves and, like, really? Um, what a of bollocks that that is. Um, so, yeah, anyway, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think, who was it, Simon Birmingham last night was saying that the Liberal Party was punished due to her comments uh, I think Birmingham is going to be one that's going to have to fight hard to hold on to his seat in three years' time. I think that uh, if he doesn't get booted out of the party, he's going to be uh, in for a rough ride because the Teal Independents will be uh, emboldened uh, by their outcome, which, you know, that if you have a look at some, uh, the Monique Ryan stuff, um, plastering um, core flutes, everywhere now if that's not a quote-unquote threat to our democracy i really don't know what else is and it's also hypocritical when they're talking about a uh, climate focused platform and yet there's all that plastic there now we're core flute can't be recycled so it has to go to landfill um you know who knows what inks we used i don't think that there's any environmentally friendly um core flute screen printing ink or any or digital ink or anything like that so there's a potential damage to the environment there so uh just points out the hypocrisy of uh their their views and their positions and everything like that but anyway uh Malcolm Roberts did say that he's going to pay particular attention to them uh and let's see how he goes with them in the senate um hopefully he can hold them to account uh and all that sort of stuff so yeah we'll, we'll just have to wait and see what happens with that Anyway, as I said, that's about it for this one. Uh, Thanks for listening. My name is Cameron Blewett. You can find me on Twitter, Um, obviously just Cameron Blewett Uh, from there. um, Give this five stars, thumbs up, whatever it is on your preferred podcasting platform. Uh, It does help uh, others see the site, uh, listen to the podcast and my rants and everything like that. Uh, as well as leaving a comment uh, on your thoughts and all that sort of stuff on this episode. So anyway, as I said, thanks for listening. My name is Cameron Blewett and I look forward to having you join me on the next one. Bye for now.